0: Of Five Star Zone with Rico Beard.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm Rico Beard. Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. And Evan, man, I, I think we picked a great day to do Wednesdays because in football season, there's so much to talk about.
0: Why something happened last night? I'm
1: unaware of. I mean, we could go back to the college football uh, rankings, or we could jump right into the games that are coming up this weekend. Heck, there was even a basketball game played. Part of the Gavit games was played in Michigan last night. Michigan took on Seton Hall. So, dealer's choice, my friend. W- w- where do you want to start I want to
0: start with the rankings because over the weekend I had an epiphany on why all of that happened between Michigan and Michigan State. <clears throat> and it all came from a Joel Klatt tweet. And it said, how can you have Michigan ranked over Michigan State when nine points so many million viewers watched this game? I said, right then and there, that cemented in my mind. That's why they put Michigan over Michigan State,
1: because they know the viewership that they're gonna get here. They know it doesn't matter right now. Right. And you know, when I hear people say, well, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. My question, my my answer to that statement is this if it doesn't matter, then make it right. But you keep telling me, well, it doesn't matter. Okay, so if it doesn't matter, then reverse them. And we don't have any argument because, right, it doesn't matter. It, it, well, you are
0: exactly correct with that, but I just think. Because I
1: swear to God, I'm, I'm going to punch Joey Galloway in his face if I hear him say, well, it just doesn't matter. You know, it's like, no, it does matter because down the line, that could be the difference between going to this bowl game and that bowl game.
0: Well, and in all reality, if it doesn't matter, like I said, then you should only be showing the first six teams. Right. Period. 7 through 25 does not matter. It's
1: irrelevant right, right now because and, you're only playing for those four spots. Right. And if it doesn't matter, why are we doing this? Why are we even ranking any of this? If none of this matters, because we still got three more weeks to do this, if none of this matters, then I would say, Joey, why the hell are we here? Well, and that's
0: my point because, you know, you talk about all those viewers that watch that game, and then the one controversy that you want to have is at 6 and 7. Like, really? That's the controversy? 6 and 7?
1: Because there can be no other controversy. Well, and
0: then I heard his, <clears throat> I didn't watch it long. And that's actually
1: a good point because Cincinnati's just not going to drive the needle, but this is enough to get people fist fighting in this state because it's it, a hated rivalry. Exactly. But then I'm sure it was the same clown that talked as
0: last week. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. But his whole reasoning of stats matter.
1: What? Dude, Evan. What? An exact quote. Set aside watching the game. Because you know, that's at, irrelevant. That look, doesn't right. matter. Set aside. Basically, d- don't forget what you saw in the game. But his exact words: set aside what you watch. Set aside watching the game. Statistically, they're better. Well, then you know Western Kentucky should be a top twenty team in the nation. You know what? I, I statistically, had
0: to, they throw the ball all over the place. And there's I, not many teams like them.
1: I had to give Justin Rose some credit last night because on Twitter, after Michigan lost to Seton Hall, he was like, "This game doesn't matter because statistically, Michigan is better." Because this is what we're doing now. That's, dude, the catchphrase, if you lose, but statistically, we're better. So, therefore, we should be better. You just devalued the games. You devalued you the system.
0: You devalued your, yeah, your whole right. system of the You lost your credibility
1: playoff. because if the games don't matter, then, well, Oregon beat Ohio State on the road, but Michigan State beat them at home, like, Dude, they still won. Okay, and then Oregon went and lost to an awful Stanford team. So
0: explain that to it's, me, it's,
1: why their loss is valued more. It's what they have to do to keep people interested in this. We're all being played like pawns right now. Oh, absolutely. Because they're sitting there like Mr. Burns, touching their fingers, going, excellent, because we are, we care about this stuff. And it's just, it's stupid, but the, the, the sad reality is, they're destroying their own credibility because it looks like you're a bunch of know-nothings who just sit in this room and twiddle your thumb and and do whatever.
0: Well, and, and I like
1: to say more, but I, I don't want to go down that road. But but I think in their
0: minds, they don't believe Michigan or Michigan State can beat Ohio State. No, they think that
1: Michigan can, so they're setting it up.
0: You're so crazy
1: <clears throat> to me. They're, if Michigan State wins Saturday... They're going to piss off a lot of people at ESPN, and they're going to piss off a lot of people at Fox. Yeah. Because you're going to basically take away the buildup that they have. The buildup is so that next week you got, you know, four versus – because I, I got a feeling that Michigan's going to move up to the five spot next week. If if Ohio State wins and Michigan wins – Maryland is going to move <clears throat> them up? No but they're going to just move Cincinnati down because Cincinnati's colors are black and red. That sucks for them. It really does suck for them because I've heard But it sets up four versus five quarterfinal game.
0: I get it. I get it. But I just hear everybody crapping on Cincinnati, and it's like, I don't know what more you want them to do. When entering the season, Indiana was a top team. You can't get mad at them because their quarterback's leg fell off and everything happened within them. And you can't blame them in the conference that they're in. If you're never going to give them credit, then just remove those conferences from. the So I playoffs. heard
1: Jansen saying, "Well, they only had to play one game. They only had to get up for one game." It's like, actually, no, John.
0: What did Michigan get up for this year?
1: Honest to goodness, they beat a one and three Wisconsin team
0: and a six and three Penn State team, and those are their six biggest wins. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's their biggest win. Uh, but you know, it's the grind of the Big Ten. It's like, no, what Big, grind? The Big, the Big Ten, Ten kind of sucks, sucks. This year. right? You had one test against one ranked team. It's like you know, Mike was telling me like how he thinks that this team rivals a 2015 team, and I'm like, I understand, Mike, what you mean about the grit and how they just overcame things. But that Michigan State team that year played a ranked Oregon team, played a ranked Michigan team, played a ranked Buckeye team, and a ranked uh, Iowa team. And I think it was one more team that was ranked. Like Michigan's played one ranked team this year. They lost. I can't make this up. I, okay, Wisconsin's good now, but when you played them, they were god-awful.
0: I, I just would – I would pay good money to watch a reality show that's based around them making these choices and what has actually said No, these here's rooms.
1: here's No, here's what they need to come out and say, and then they could gain their credibility back. Guys, Michigan's ranked higher because they got a bigger brand. We're looking at the money, and financially – they're they're more uh, valuable to put out there. That's what we're gonna go with. But instead, they 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 jump through these hoops. Well, if you, don't pay attention to the game. I know. Yes, Michigan State won the game, but statistically, Michigan's just so much better than them. It's like, okay, how so how many times did we see some team win a championship that wasn't the best team? But they went out there and they
0: won. How many times do we see Clemson go against Alabama and they're like, Clemson, it doesn't stand a chance? Huh.
1: Hey, how about this? Uh, the Middle Tennessee-Michigan State game. Never happened because Michigan State statistically was better. Syracuse game. Michigan State statistically better. Actual <laughs> game. Don't worry about the game. No, no, no. I know we all saw the game down at Little Caesars. Didn't matter.
0: So, I, get, I get numbers don't lie,
1: but either do the numbers on the scoreboard at the end of a game. Those are the numbers that don't lie. Who had more points? Well, Michigan, I don't care what Vegas said. I don't care what the point spread. In the end, who had one more point than the other team? And I'm just curious, what are these stats that they're talking about? Because because they're saying because Michigan State's defense and the past defense is dead last. And look at Michigan. Well, and go look at what that. Michigan has done recently. They gave up thirty some odd to
0: to um, Nebraska. They gave up thirty some odd to Michigan State. I wait,
1: hold on. Breaking news: Kenneth Walker just scored again.
0: Right, but it's just. It's asinine, it's, and, and I know it's not something to get upset
1: about or or to lose. Sleep no, it's over. it's it's arbitrary. It's it's your friend who has the dumb argument that pisses you off because it makes no sense, but he won't let it go. He believes that thing to be true, well, and that's where you are with 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 uh,
0: Gary Barda. It almost makes me think Michigan State. Let's say they go down to Columbus, they win by one point, right? Seventeen, sixteen, whatever it might be. And then Ohio State comes to Michigan, and Michigan wins by 14 points. So in their mind, Michigan's still going to be better than Michigan State. Because stats. Right. Because of stats. Right. And they would jump them. Not the fact that Michigan State did no, 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 go to the no, Big no, Ten no. title game no, if they no. beat Penn
1: State. Oh, trust me. They're, once again, Mich- you see, certain teams are an annoyance to this committee. Oklahoma was. Oklahoma wasn't ranked that high, and the second they lost, they dropped it. What did they drop to? They dropped to,
0: like, 13. Okay. They're done. And is Purdue completely out of it now, Purdue's out of it. See, but that's crap to me, that you jump them six spots, but now you lose to the number four team
1: in the nation, no, no, and but, you drop seven? But, Evan, when Purdue was ranked, they were playing Ohio State, which gives Ohio State I, no, I a better victory. I know, I know. Certainty like... Trust me, the second Cincinnati stumbles, they're gone. Oh, yeah. Michigan State went from three to seven when they lost. And trust me, Michigan State's the fly in the ointment. If they won the game Saturday, they would piss off the committee, they would piss off ESPN, and they would piss off Fox because no one has them going. And now they would have to do a reverse course and say that the, the game, Michigan-Ohio State game, doesn't mean anything. No, because the main game is on
0: afterwards, and that would be Michigan
1: State. Penn right, State. Michigan State beats Penn State, and no matter what happens in that game, it doesn't matter. And so this this was crazy to me too. And I and maybe I'm wrong about this, but
0: you know the rankings that start every year are based off of last year, and then the improvements that they see
1: coming in this year. Didn't Cincinnati beat Georgia in a bowl game last year? They did, but they they're going to say Georgia had people. Uh, basically, Cincinnati is small school. And if you accept the small, it's elitism. If you accept that small school, then you got to accept other small schools. And you don't want to do that. Look, bottom line is it's human nature to be prejudiced, it's human nature to have exclusive clubs. Absolutely. You don't want this person to be your neighbor. You want to keep your neighborhood exactly how it is. And we don't want outsiders in here because they're going to do things different. They're going to talk funny, they're going to do things differently. And that's why you don't want Cincinnati in this thing, and you know they're teasing them because Cincinnati can never crack the top four. No, it's it's would the need ultimate. It's the ultimate CTs.
0: I'm trying to think if Ohio State and Oregon were to happen to lose this week, I think then, it's Michigan and Michigan State that go three and four. Oh,
1: here's the next controversy: when Cincinnati gets jumped by Notre Dame. <laughs> like this, it's 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 all a it's a, it's a show. It's you know it might as well be P.T. Barnum getting up there talking.
0: It's a homecoming queen and king contest. It's is a what show. It is. It's
1: uh you know oh it's it's choreographed. It's Cincinnati has no shot. Michigan State only has a shot because they can win, and winning will piss everybody off. You can't say anything, and even think about it. They won a game, and they still said we devalue your win. Your win didn't count. Right. I mean that's basically what they said. Michigan State, you beat Michigan. Didn't count. If you ask me, a win
0: is more impressive when you're down double digits and you come back and win like that. <sighs> Anywho, let's talk. I mean, we're just going to talk in circles, and I know, I know you're going to have
1: a conversation about this at 2 o'clock today. No, not but really. I mean, because it, it's – I'm like my man David Pollock last night. He was like, I'm not fighting this. You know what? This is stupid. It's ridiculous. I'm just going to move on because you can't justify it. They even had Mel Tucker on last night.
0: I saw that. And and if Tuck- I was Mel, I would have been like, man.
1: No, he was. He was like, so basically, yeah, we won. We beat that team down the road, and yeah, that nothing. should count for something.
0: And it means nothing to them. But and then you
1: get goofus dirt barred up. And we don't think so. We're a bunch of idiots in this room, and we just want to pick our four guys and justify our salary because we're all a bunch of no nothing doofuses. That's
0: what the subtitle said, essentially. But now let's talk about how Michigan State can get it done this weekend.
1: Okay, they're going down to Columbus, and you know, are you going? I think so. Okay. Uh they they gave me the credential yesterday. Cool. Yesterday morning. Um I know our our own Will Birchfield will be there too. So Yeah, I think Wojo is going too cuz he's going to double dip into the Lions. That's what Will's doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cuz they're down at the Browns, but
0: I mean I don't know what to expect out of this game because I'm thinking the last two times that they played and beat Ohio State, both times I didn't think they had a chance.
1: Well, no. And and what's going to happen It's like 18 and a half, 19 and a half point underdogs I feel like it going changes into by this the game. Moment. Yeah. Um a lot of people talk about Ohio State's explosive offense, their NFL wide receivers, and that's all true. Going up against Michigan State, their secondary is dead last, and that that is also all true as well. If you're MSU, uh you have a chance, but you almost have to play a perfect game. If you're MSU, you have to do everything right. And I think for Michigan State it's going to come down to the as a lot of coaches know what I'm talking about it's the uh the five plays. You're going to have to make five plays in this game where you either get a stop, you get Ohio State off the field or you get the tip ball turnover or you know you get the fumble where you can change the course of the game. You know, the five play, and within that five plays are if you you know, you know run the flea flicker, you got to hit that flea flicker. You got to score the touchdown. You can't have the Jaden Reed dropped touchdown pass early in the first quarter right. like he had against Purdue could have changed the game. He had that against Indiana. Could have made that game not so much of a squeaker. You have to do all the little things correct. Your secondary uh, – Basically, try to keep everybody in front of you and don't give up the big plays because, as much as people love the Michigan State big plays, Ohio State is the king of big plays. Ooh, are they ever? So, this is where your bend but don't break defense has to really step up and you got to keep everything in front of you and force Ohio State to make plays in the red zone. You also have to bring pressure to CJ Stroud. He's still a freshman quarterback, and in games where Ohio State didn't look that great, Stroud. Got chased around, and he took a lot of hits. If you let him just sit back there, he'll kill you. He'll pick you apart. He'll look just like the Purdue game, yeah. if not worse. He'll he'll just dink boom 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 and then he'll let his receivers do the rest, whether it's Ninjigma, whether it's Garrett Wilson, whoever it is. Alave. Alave. (laughs) Forgot about Alave.
0: There's 17 NFL backs that they got. Right. Ninjigma is
1: actually their leading receiver. Which is absolutely
0: wild because, I mean, I think I said this quote to you earlier this year that Garrett Wilson was talking. He said, there's never been a time in my life where I've walked on a football field and I said I'm not the best player until I
1: saw him. Yeah. So... If you're, if you're Michigan State, you keep those guys in front of you. You don't let them turn and turn a six-yard catch into a 60-yard catch. That's the big thing. Also, if you're Michigan State, here's what a lot of people don't talk about. Ohio State's defense is bad. They're not good. As a matter of fact, Michigan State's secondary, I believe, is like 130th or somewhere like that. They're dead last. Ohio State secondary is probably in like they're in the mid-80s. Mm-hmm they're not that great either. And their pass, I mean, they, you know, the, the Bosa's and the Chase Young's of the world, not there. Zach Harrison didn't turn into that type of defensive pass rusher that those, his predecessors were. If you're MSU, you got to protect Peyton Thorne, get Peyton Thorne in a rhythm because Ohio state will allow you to throw the ball. They're secondary. Like I said, they, they'll give up points. Now, a lot of times they bury you. Now, for Michigan State, you can, you need to establish Kenneth Walker early. Best way to beat Ohio State's offense is to keep them off the field. If you can go on some long, you know, 9 to 15 play drives, that's going to throw them off their rhythm. And you got to finish with a score. You got to finish with a touchdown. I told you, this ain't easy. There's a whole lot of things you have to do well if you're in Michigan, you're going to pull this thing off. Go on long drives, finish every drive with a score. Walker has to get 150-plus yards in this game. He's going to have to get some touchdowns. And if you're MSU, you're probably going to need some luck. You're going to need some turnovers to help you flip this thing. And whether it's turnovers or whether it's, uh, you know, them uh, not getting that fourth down, I count that as a turnover. But that's what you have to do because Ohio State's going to try and turn this into a track meet. You have to stop them from scoring – a couple of times or you have to make them kick field goals while you score touchdowns and you can get this thing turned in your direction. Now, is it gonna be easy? No, it's not. But I think that they 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 appear to be ready. You're starting to see, you know, a little bit more Malik Carr in the offense. He had 29 snaps. So now you got the big tight end. You know, you gotta you gotta make plays. You gotta catch the ball. You can't have turnovers. You gotta play Probably – they haven't played a complete game yet this season, Evan. To This game Saturday has to be that complete game in order to beat the Buckeyes. The weather is not going to be a factor in this thing. No,
0: I've already checked. So,
1: yeah, when you get the opportunity to make a play, you can't drop it. Or if the ball comes and you're a DB, you can't drop an interception. You know, tipping it in the air on second down, no, because they could turn around on third down and score a touchdown. Right. If you get your hands on the ball – you got to pick that thing. If you're a defensive lineman, you got to hit Stroud. And, I mean, almost to the point, man, where if I'm Tucker, I'll even take a late hit or two in the first quarter just to let to set the tone. We're going to do this all day, son. We're just going to hit you. Every time you drop back, you're going to get hit. After a while, a quarterback starts hearing footsteps. They start seeing ghosts. I don't know if it'll be as bad as Devin Gardner in Michigan, but if you ask Devin, by the end of the game – he was seeing extra people out there because he had got hit so many times. That's gonna be the thing. Yeah, just try to keep all the passes in front of you and hope that when they get to the red zone, you can make some stops or you you know, and make them kick some field goals. That's if you're if you're Michigan State, if you're Mel Tucker, that, that's that's what you're looking to doing.
0: I also feel that Peyton Thorne, who has done actually a very, very well job at this all season long is don't make the dumb throw. Don't try to win the game on your own right. in the first and second quarter. Don't throw lock it, in. Throw
1: it away if need be. Well, he locks in a lot on a receiver. He's still young, and we have to remember, he's still in his rookie season. Absolutely. And when it, sometimes he'll throw into double coverage just because the guys have made that throw before. But it's like Peyton, if this guy's double teamed, find the guy who has nobody on him. It may not be for thirty-five yards. Peyton Thorn can't be ashamed to throw the ball for five yards. Not at all. And Let that's his guys that's, do the work. And a lot of times, there's a guy running free, six yards off the line, but he's trying to throw it in the needle to Jaden Reed, thirty-five yards down the field, because that looks sexier you got to take what Ohio State gives you. If they're giving you the underneath stuff, you take the underneath stuff because that actually helps you. Absolutely. Because that means that's long, sustaining drives. And that also
0: means that they have to play down and they can't play for over the top either. That's when you can beat them.
1: Right. So, yeah, you want to keep the – the best way is Walker, Peyton Thorne, and those guys keep the Ohio State offense off the field. Ohio State, you know, one of the things that, you know, whether it it was Oregon or Tulsa – They didn't really stop the run game. And, yeah, Walker, here's his chance to solidify a Heisman. Oh, yeah. You You go into Ohio State and you do what you did against Michigan? I mean, nobody saw the five touchdowns. But you get 200 yards and five touchdowns against the Buckeyes? Dude, you walking away with the trophy that night. That
0: fifth touchdown, you might as well just do the pose because it's yours.
1: Right. I mean, honestly, yeah, he should. Just just take the penalty because – I mean, make sure it ain't the game-winning touchdown, because then they'll take it off the board. But yeah, do you, do you know anything about any kind of injuries that
0: could be plaguing the Spartans coming in? I know. I mean, it's the- still
1: uh, Jared Horst. I don't. I don't. He. I don't think he's going to be with the team. How
0: would you like a Curry playing over for him? Against Maryland
1: I thought he did all right you know the one that got me was Spencer Brown okay Spencer Brown had some plays in the game relative he was playing right tackle a uh, kid from uh, Wall Lake Western and he actually was holding his own he I, I think that may be the guy because then he was able to move people back to kind of their real positions because he was at the right tackle spot I like what he did okay uh we'll see if he can sustain that against the Buckeyes but He got a lot – because I was looking like, yeah, Spencer's – because normally he comes in in like fourth quarter time. He was out there early in the game. I know he was out there at least in the second quarter on a couple touchdown drives, and he held his own, did well, didn't give up any – nothing. He he, he held his blocks. I think it was one time he got beat, he recovered and pushed the guy away from Thorne. So I I look at that. But Horace, I don't know if he's – I don't even know if he's going to be back I mean, there's lots of rumors out there. I'm not going to address those rumors, but I don't think he he may not be back with the team this year. Okay. Um, Number eight? Jalen Naylor. I mean, if you saw the video at the end of the game, he had a brace on his hand when Mel Tucker's going around. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Isn't that great? Hell I mean, yeah! We, he we ain't done! to say, but
0: it was just, hell yeah!
1: And Naylor comes up, and he's got this green brace on his hand. This may be one of those games where I test it out. Can you give me something? You know, even if I put you in as a decoy, you may have to catch the ball with your chest. <clears throat> you know, you, you saw the uh, the Michigan player did that. Uh, Roman Wilson. <clears throat> Roman Wilson did that last week. It's like, yeah, I know you got a big club on your hand, but you're more valuable to us on the field than you are on the sideline. And that's almost kind of what I was wondering is,
0: even if even if he can't catch a football with that right hand, have him out there and throw the ball so at least they respect that you would go to him.
1: Right. Cause he
0: could be a very valuable deal.
1: Decoy- I mean, you can run right, run him in the jet sweeps. It, you can run him in different types of things to make people but you can't concentrate on Reed.
0: My heart breaks for that damn kid too. I feel like every year he's had some kind of injury that's kind of ruined this season.
1: And I mean, it's the one I mean, the receiver, it's it's a pain tolerance type of thing. It is. Uh, I mean, but I think everybody else who who missed the Maryland game, like Caveras, Crouch, all those, I was told, all those guys, it was basically let's just get healthy. We don't need you, Simeon Barrow. Let's just get healthy. We don't really need. And you.
0: you're up at halftime anyway, so what's the point of bringing them in? Right, you risk something else.
1: So I think you're going to see a lot of those guys back for this Ohio State game. Um, but yeah, Naylor, I think is the biggest one. Is Naylor going to be there? And his horse going to be there? And I don't think Hurst is going to be there. Uh, Naylor. He's listed as doubtful. It's, it really comes down to pain threshold. Can he do that, or you know, do you just stick him out there? I mean, it's not like the NFL. You could take him on the trip and put him out there as a decoy, just to make Ohio State have to cover him. Yeah, what
0: is there a set number that you can travel with in college? I don't even know that. Yeah, by... I think
1: I think the college travel is. 60 or 65. Okay, because NFL, it's
0: 53, and then you can only dress 47. Right. So, so that's why I ask. Now, what about that other game that's happening in College Park? And
1: If, uh, if you're Michigan, I think you do exactly what Michigan State did. Anybody that's injured, Blake Coram, they're yeah. not playing.
0: Well, they did. It, it's funny. They said on TV during the Penn State game that Quorum was going to miss the next two games, yeah. which I thought was weird because you never hear that. Right, I mean, but at that point, there's there's no there's p- no point. Let Haskins run. You got, but you got to worry because you should play Donovan Edwards a lot that game.
1: You got Haskins and you got Edwards, so you know what, Corm, you're not going to play against Maryland. I mean, same thing. Michigan. take a page right out of Michigan State's playbook. You go in there, you rest your starters, you rest the people who are injured, and you just, you know, go out there and try and disrupt Talia Tongavaloa
0: in this passing game. Now he's
1: a grease pig back there. He's hard to take down. He is. Uh, you know, Ajabo and you know, um, Hate uh, Hutchinson are going to have their hands full because he's a little dude. So when he he crouches down, he's hard to get. It's quick too. But I don't think that the only problem that Michigan would have is looking past Maryland. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the same with Ohio State. If Ohio State looks, because I think that's what happened in twenty fifteen. They looked past Michigan State, especially because Michigan State had backup QBs, and it was okay, guys. Let's keep, let's rest Zeke Elliott. We're not gonna rush him a ton. We're gonna do this, and before you know it, it was a dogfight. If you're Michigan, focus, beat them, get ready for Ohio State. Losing to Maryland, there there would be no excuse for you to lose to Maryland. No. Period. I, I mean, I wish I can come out here and say, oh well, you need to. Wa-. There's no excuse for you to lose to Maryland. That's your game. Don't do anything stupid. In the second half, honestly, if I'm Michigan, I'm going to try to build a big enough lead in the first half that in the second half I take Hutchinson and Ajabo out so that they don't get a targeting penalty.
0: Oh, yeah. And have to miss.
1: The, no, no, seriously. Somebody I'm, roll up on their ankle. Something freak happened. I agree Daxton, with you. Daxton Hill, those three, I take out the game. And it's not for fear of injury. It's for fear of one of those god-awful, stupid targeting penalties, which means you missed the first half of the Buckeye game. Mm -hmm. So if we make it to the – you know what? Yeah, guys, you three, you're done. Probably see a little more
0: J.J. McCarthy since you didn't see a snap. Well, I think
1: that was just smart, and I talked about that on on the instant reaction thing, that this is what you need – honestly, I wouldn't even play him. I would let K get comfortable because you're going to need K to be comfortable with yeah. throws the next week. I know it seems like, well, this is the perfect game for J.J. It's not because J.J. is not going to help you win. Well,
0: the okay? perfect game for J.J. was Western. It was right. early
1: on this year. The ne- you, All your games now, you're in playoff mode. When you play the Buckeyes, man – Leave Cade in there because you saw what happened when JJ got in in the fourth quarter. The moment was too big for that kid. Oh, he had two fumbles.
0: You put him out there against Ohio State. You can't tell me they're not rushing the the house.
1: So uh, yeah, if you're Michigan State, you know, maybe you know maybe you catch Ohio State looking past you. If you're Michigan State, you bring the pressure. You try to hit CJ Stroud. He's taller. He's not as elusive as Tonga Valoa was. You got to get some hits on that kid early in the game to let him know that you're there. Um, could it happen? It could happen. Chances are, I think that both teams are going to probably end up losing to the Buckeyes. But uh, Michigan State runs as many big plays as Ohio State, and Ohio State is known for giving up big plays. Yeah. So to say that it's uh, people, are, oh, you're being a homer. I'm not. I'm not, guys. No. Michigan State gives up. Michigan State scores on big plays. Ohio State's defense is not that good. The thing is, you have to be able to stop the Buckeyes five times. That's the key number for Michigan State. Can we stop them five times from scoring? You can't let them do what they did last week to Purdue and score on their first six drives, a no, touchdown.
0: Absolutely. And not. now
1: you're down forty two to seven. Ball game. So it's over. it's over.
0: Yeah. There's no coming back on Ohio State with you that. You gotta kind of take
1: league. this if you're MSU, you gotta take this game into the fourth quarter. If you're MSU, if you're in the fourth quarter and you're down by set 10 to 7 points, pressure is now on the Buckeyes.
0: So I was going to say, if you can keep it close within that fourth quarter, then the game is more on your side than it is Ohio State's because that's when you see a team like have pressure come up on them, where Michigan State's already been in that position multiple times this year. And also, nobody can call us homers because I don't think either one of us have picked them to win this week. No. I, I mean, be, if we, no, if we the were question, here, like, it's
1: done, it's over. Yeah, the question win. was, how can they win? That's how they can win. But there's a lot of ifs. And I've often said, when it comes to games, my theory is if there are more than three ifs, you're probably not going to win. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, how do you beat this team? Well, you know what? If you could just stop that running back, you can beat them. <laughs> Means you're probably going to beat them. Yeah. But if it's you got to stop this, you got you got to slow down the passing game, you got to score every time, you got to get turnovers, you got to do this, you got to do that. That's when you get in a little bit of trouble. Uh, Also, Oh, go ahead. ahead.
0: No. I was going to ask. I was just going to change gears just for a minute because um, yesterday before the basketball game between Michigan and Seton Hall, it was announced. Juwan Howard got himself a five-year extension. Yeah. Probably goes out and loses to Seton Hall, who is, I mean— I don't even know how to describe Seton Hall's basketball game because they're kind of a sloppy team that takes bad shots where I felt I did fall asleep in the second half, so I didn't get to see it, so I only watched the highlights.
1: Seton Hall, you know what? Seton Hall could flourish in the Big Ten. They're a physical team. Yeah. They like to make you look bad. And, yeah, I Michigan, in the end, what you found out was just bringing in guys doesn't mean they're going to eventually get it going. You know, Devontae Jones... It's going to take growing pains. It reminds me a lot of Tyson Walker at Michigan State where you're not just going to run out there. Oh, I'm a transfer and I'm good. Yeah, you had good guys in transfers last year. But remember, Michigan struggled early last year. They, they damn near lost to Oakland. Yeah. What was it, overtime, overtime. game? Yep. Yeah. So they're going to get – in college basketball, you need games like this to get you better. It's the stuff that people get so upset about Izzo – but when you play these games and you lose them, you figure out, okay, this is what we need to tweak. Devontae Jones, fouling out, hurt them because his replacement came in and bricked the free throw late in the game. I don't know. Um, Terrence Williams. Yeah, Terrence Williams came in and with .8 seconds left on the clock. He had two of them and he missed the first one. He the missed the first one and he, he tried to miss the second one and, and made, banked it in. And that was ball game. Yeah, and it was interesting, too, because, I mean, their two big
0: freshmen that came in are Caleb Houston and... What's his name? Caleb Houston
1: and... Dabata, I want to say. DeBotta. Moussa Diabate. So the
0: box score, and like I said, you know, stats aren't everything, unless you're the college football playoff committee. But you look at the box score of that game, and what I found was very interesting was Caleb Houston played thirty nine minutes and scored four points. Yep. He was one and nine, two rebounds, three assists, and Musa played he, eleven minutes. Yep, and a total of one. Does that worry you? As I mean, obviously we've made it very clear we're not exactly Michigan fans, but we can look at it from no, a I
1: basketball mean, angle. But they only go. Eight deep. No, it didn't. I think uh, Musa found out that the, it's different, man, when you're playing athletes in action. When you're playing yep. and you're playing a real team, they're on scholarship, and Musa didn't look like he was ready. Caleb Houston, the moment, just kind of seemed big for him. And, yeah, and it kind of just seemed like he was, like, floating around. And you know what I mean? Evan, if I had my bell here, I would ring it. He just kind of became on the court. He didn't make his presence known. I don't think you're going to get that later on in the year, but you need a game like this where the coaches can point and be like, uh, this is literally when you walk into the meeting with, you know, milk cartons with with Caleb Houston's face on him. But, hey, did anybody see him in the game last night? He's missing. Right. Because he, he didn't step up. You know, you had Eli Brooks show that this was still his team. He went out there. Him and Hunter Dickinson led the team with 18 and 17 points. I mean, uh, Eli missed a like a running little hook late in the game that, I, that would have tied the game up, and he missed it. And then uh, that was pretty much the ball game right there.
0: Yeah, and then also you look at the center for Seton Hall, Ibigayu, or I forget exactly how to pronounce his name. I mean, but this is a kid that went out, had 1.3 rebounds, played 28 minutes. But his presence was felt out there. Yeah. He was changing shot after shot after shot. And I guess the last question I want to ask about the Michigan basketball team is, I thought we were going to see big things from Brandon Johns this year. Being mm, No. Is he just kind
1: of a guy where he's there's going guy. to be a certain games where he does score 20? Brandon Johns is a guy. Yeah, he, he's never going to take that leap and be like, oh, my God, no. He He's been that way since high school. He's just, he was a guy. He would have a big game against bad teams. He may hit a big shot or get a big rebound, but don't expect that consistency for Johns throughout the season. And he got a ton of playing time. Oh, and, yeah, he really did. He played, that, um, that's one where, yeah, I know, he, I, I know he's a senior, but you may have to pick your spots with him because you may not get what you think you're going to get from him. I actually really liked what I saw out of I mean, he, of, uh, he almost turned the ball over late in the
0: game. Kobe Bufkin, I liked what I saw out of him in the in the few minutes that he played last night. He was assertive. He, he took it to the rack. He didn't exactly seem scared. You know, that's a freshman from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I mean, I'm sure we're going to see more of him.
1: And what also hurt Michigan was I don't think they hit their first three-pointer until like damn near 10 minutes left in the game.
0: And that's always what's made them is their three-point shooting. They lost a
1: game. They'll bounce back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing to worry about if you're them. you You need these games. Izzo has shown us you need these games. You need close games. You need losses early so that you have something that your team can fix later down the line. Yeah, I've always said adversity early on in the year is a good thing. If you're rolling, man, now you're whistling past the graveyard because now you know that, you know, that big game is going to come up and bite you. It was like it was Gonzaga last year. They hadn't lost. And then it was like, okay, you know it's going to come. And it came in the championship game. It did. And they got destroyed by Baylor. By
0: the way, gosh, they're going to be so good again this year. Yeah, they are. Between Timmy and that Chet Holmgren they got. uh, It's going to be hard to match with those guys down low. Yeah, it is. Um, You
1: ready for my question this week? Oh, real quick. uh, Yeah. A contract extension. We talked about the Tucker contract extension. Yes. Apparently uh, some wheels got moving yesterday during the show. Okay. So uh, I think it was like a four-hour meeting with the trustees and the university trying to get this thing going. Looks like it's going to happen. It's just—I—I I, I still think you're probably on pace for it to, uh, before Friday. You should—you should get something unless it's a total breakdown. But it's just kind of a uh, dragging your feet. If they win that
0: game on Saturday, he should just call me and all Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> just do one of those right. things. Now, um, I mean, I'm super pumped, but here's my question, okay? Michigan State right now, I'm looking at on the ESPN app. I don't do all these fancy apps that I know you guys all do. Um, But Michigan State currently right now is a 19-point underdog to Ohio State this weekend. Ohio State wins this weekend convincingly like we kind of think that they will. What will be that opening line next week
1: at Michigan? Uh, I think Ohio State would probably be favored by, like, eight or nine. So it won't be under a touchdown. There's no way, right? I don't think it would be under a touchdown, no. Okay. But now here's, the, here's, here's a little fun fact for you. Two fun facts. Uh, Michigan State and Ohio State have played each other four times when both were top ten teams. Mm-hmm. MSU's won three of those, including 2013 and 2015. The other thing is... Uh, the I th- Rieger sent me this. Hold on, let me get the exact number because it was an interesting thing that he sent me last night that I was like, really? But Rieger said that uh, basically the game before, since 2010, o- Ohio State has yet to cover the week before Michigan. Really? Yeah, meaning they're saving stuff, they're holding stuff back. So if you play Ohio State the week before Michigan, since 2010, so for the last 11 years now, they haven't covered. Well, I mean, you can cover by 14 and still be pretty right. convincing. <laughs> right. So just so you said, 19 is a lot of points. Yeah. Well, it I absolutely. I mean, pe- people is. act like, oh, Ohio State's. This ain't the. They. I think when they see Ohio State, they still see the helmet and think old school Buckeyes. That's not the same old school Buckeyes. I'll be honest with you. We'll talk about it more next week. Michigan has a chance of beating them finally. They do. And if things go the way Michigan wants and they beat Maryland and Ohio State beats Michigan State, everything that Michigan wanted is on the table. Big Ten championship, beating Ohio State, trip to Indy. And you get to play it at home. Yeah. You got everything in front of you. Don't screw it up. But we'll see what happens.
0: tell you one man that won't be sleeping that week, and that's Mr.
1: Harbaugh. Oh, yeah, he, His <laughs> pants will be on fire. <laughs> you know what they say liar liar Pants on fire but yes we will
0: have uh reaction this weekend
1: i wonder if they're gonna bring up more michigan state uh stuff we're oh, we're still upset about the officials call so yeah but now nah, he sent me the numbers man uh they've played close games the week before
0: if it's a close game, Michigan State wins. There's not a doubt in my mind. They're not losing that game close, dude.
1: I don't think if it's a close game, and that's the other thing. Mel Tucker, you got to do it like the Lions when they put to play the Rams. I, Everything. I think you're gonna see some fake punts, field goals, whatever.
0: Yeah. Fourth and one, where you go 40 yards on the. Oh, field. you just
1: know. You know what? We're not guys. We're gonna third down. Whatever you get, jump right into the hurry up. Don't give them time to adjust. Don't let them make defensive substitutions. You already know we're going for it. It's fourth and four. Do it. Yep, line up. Let's catch them off sides or make them burn a timeout or something. So you'll see.
0: I love it. I'm pumped. I'm pumped, man.
1: All right. For uh, Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. We will be back with an instant reaction Saturday, and we'll be back again next Wednesday.